you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Good Morning Football is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. Welcome to Good Morning Football. We are live here in New York City. It is Thursday. It is September 1st. My name is Jamie Erdahl. Wow. Alongside Kyle Brandt, Peter Schrager, and a Super Bowl champion, Nishai O'Hara. How does it make you feel when you hear September? Feels like first day of school. Yeah. Like we're back. It's time, yes. to get, it's time to go. Let's go front desk and everything. Peter, what's that shirt you're wearing? This what is from the NFL. This is one of our local designers in Los Angeles back in Inglewood. Oh, yeah. We were at the Super Bowl. Been rocking it lovely. Uh, this is a cool shirt. The NFL has all sorts of cool stuff that you don't know about in the NFL shop. Let's hey. go. So you got that at the Super Bowl this year. Yeah. yeah. Was this like an homage to like the, the plus was coming, NFL Plus? NFL Plus was coming. Sh- that yeah. little star right there. We yep. knew that there was going to be an amazing in-house app to watch preseason out-of-market yeah. games, mm-hmm. and I'm rocking the shirt to represent mm-hmm. that. A little foreshadowing. Absolutely. Preseason's over, though, my friends. That's right. Exactly. Preseason's yeah, over. The countdown September feels means. differently when it becomes September 1st, and it really takes One week from today. One. Kickoff. Let's Rams, go. Bills, in one week, everybody! Woo! It's time for a little lead block. lead block lead action. Block. Lead block. We saw a ton of moves on roster cutdown day, but plenty of teams weren't done. Sean, you mentioned this yesterday. Guys can get cut, but then things happen the next day, and the teams keep making moves. Yesterday, the Vikings qualified for that. They made a big trade for former Eagles first-round pick Jalen Rager. Rager will be fighting for that third wide receiver spot behind Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen in Minnesota. Remember, there is a new regime up in Minnesota, including under head coach Kevin O'Connell. They spent a lot of their offseason working on their defense, both in free agency and the draft, which is interesting because Mike Simmer was a defensive-minded guy, but clearly the Vikings needed to go in a different direction. We're 10 days away now from week one, but as Kyle said, one week from kickoff where they'll face Aaron Rodgers and the Packers at home. So let's size up this Vikings team that Mm. fell just short of the playoffs last season. I don't call the shots, guys. Somebody else picked this top. That's good. (laughs) Should they be considered contenders in the NFC? I'll tell you, they got something. They they got something going. And and I feel that there is a buzz coming from Minnesota. You just talked about they spent the offseason kind of addressing the defense. 
Take me to the offensive huddle. This is Kirk Cousins' offensive huddle. These are the gentlemen he's going to be looking at around in the huddle. First of all, on the left side of the screen with Dalvin Jefferson and Thielen, I can't find a better trio in the league. I can't find a better one. You want to say the guys in Cincinnati, the guys with the Chargers? I don't. I can't beat that trio of a running back wide receiver combination. Guys on the right, Osborne is the guy who's going to be the breakout star this year. Is not the household name. Rager, first round talent they just brought in, see what they can do with him. Smith has always been talented as hell, and Alexander Madison. I don't know if there's a better second string running back in the league either. I've always wanted to see that guy be a feature back. That's the symphony that Cousins is conducting. The real maestro there is going to have to be the new head coach. If Kevin O'Connell has got some McVay magic, if he is, if that man there is even diet McVay, if he's off-brand McVay, I still think they got something because McVay is that good. Um, there is a misconception, I think, about the Vikings as it pertains to the Packers. Look at the North. The Bears have been struggling. The Lions have been struggling. The Packers are in that division. Uh, Aaron Rodgers owns the Bears. There is a misconception that he owns the whole division. Don't fall into that. He does not own the Vikings yeah, by any stretch. Year, right? Kirk Cousins has an over 500 record against the Packers in his time there. Right? Over 500. Three, three, and one. Wow. Three, three, and one. He's won in Lambeau. Hmm. Like, don't think that the Packers just own the Vikings because they own the Bears and the Lions. The Vikings beat them just about every single year. They got a new coach who was badly needed. They got new offensive weapons. Kirk Cousins' army out there, I hear you. I feel you. Like, I, there is a buzz going here. If the defense is the defense, but more importantly, if we have the next young star in O'Connell, like, the sky's the limit. I'm really bullish on the Vikings. I have been all offseason. I love them. Uh, it's, it is a definitely a new fresh air, and it's not just O'Connell. No doubt. From the leadership side, for years it was Spielman and it was Zimmer, and it was Spielman and Zimmer. And maybe that thing ran as far as that could go, and then they went with a really fresh start with a young coach in O'Connell. But one of the men who hired him was Quasi Adolfo Mensa, that man right there in front as the GM. Uh, and you look at this offseason, they just cut three of their third rounders from last year yesterday. They cut him. They said, that's not what we're doing. They just traded for Jalen Rager, which is a joke, a punchline oh. in Philadelphia. And they're like, you can get Jalen Rager a first-round pick as a, in this offense with our offensive coaches yeah. as a fourth wide receiver. And with Jefferson. And with Jefferson, who was picked right before him. <laughs> weird. Great. Uh, Kwesi is a fascinating guy. There he is talking with Kevin O'Connell. Uh, if you don't know his story, Princeton guy gets out of college, does not go the football path. Instead, goes to Wall Street, where he was a Wall Street trader and a portfolio manager, and using his brilliance that way, had the itch, had the football itch. If you go bottom to top, he then said, hey, I will work for the 49ers in the 49ers glory years, like Bowman and Willis, like those years, yeah. for seven years, rising up the ranks, working with one regime, with Trent Baalke and Harbaugh, to John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan, makes the move to Cleveland, and now is in his first season as general manager. Bright guy, insightful guy, and a convicted guy in that he will use his conviction to make decisions. I, I find it fascinating what they've done this offseason in that it's like, no, 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 we're not that team. Mm -hmm. We're still the Vikings in logo, but like we're this team, and mm -hmm. we're putting our imprint on it. Um, there is a freshness to it. I would say I would bump them a couple wins just based on that. Mm -hmm. The light in the building that mm -hmm. there is a fresh youthful. Do you like they got rid of those first round guys? I, I liked that they got rid of a few guys and that not that the players weren't worthy, but that it was like, no, no, you're not just grandfathered in because the old regime yeah, drafted. Yeah, you make the yeah, team yeah. and you didn't make the team. We've got guys who will. So, uh, Kwesi and O'Connell, I'm kind of with you. I'm kind of 
on that. Let's see, Fresh. Cousins, let's see if Cousins can finish yeah. the deal. Mm-hmm. Making a move like that sends, there's a ripple effect oh, in yeah. the locker room. Like, hey, look, you're like you're not on scholarship, right? Just because you were drafted here doesn't mean that you don't have to earn your keep, too. I'm very fascinated by Kevin O'Connell as well because look at what he did with Matthew Stafford, right? We, we sat here at this breakfast table and talked about Stafford's a good quarterback, right? I think that was you that labeled him that. He was. He couldn't win the playoffs. You know, it was 0-3 in the playoffs. Well, with O'Connell, he got over the hump. Now we, t- we Stafford's got commercials. We talk about him a totally different light. That's what he needs to do for Kirk Cousins. And I'm with you on this offense. Man, they are sexy as hell. And I, you showed the offensive skill, guys. Let's talk about the two tackles right now. Mm. All right, if you want to run this offense right, you want to run Kevin O'Connell's outside zone scheme offense, you better have twin towers. You better have some tackles. They do. Brian O'Neill, Christian Darisol. I, I was talking to Zadarius Smith in training camp, and he was talking about Christian Darisol saying he's the next yeah. Trent Williams. Like, that was what the comparison <laughs> was. Which, I think it was a little lofty. I, no, I think Zadarius was a little good. Who cares? He didn't practice that day, but... I think those two tackles are going to play a huge part in this offense. You know, for Dalvin Cook, that outside zone scheme and the play-action pass, they're big. Garrett Bradbury's got some work to do. He was in a battle for for the starting center position. But to me, the Vikings, this whole season, it's not about the offense. I know they can score points. I know they're going to be able to tote the rock. I know they're going to have explosive plays. Mm-hmm. Look, the problem is, you mentioned Mike Zimmer, the problem is the defense. Guess what? Brian Billick, one of my favorite colleagues sure. from the network right here, he had a saying. The things they hire you for are the things they fire you for. Mm. All right, Mike Zimmer was hired for his defense. Guess what stunk the last two anybody. years? The yeah. defense. Yeah. They're giving up 27 points a game yeah. for the last two years in a row. You know how hard it is to score 28 points every single week? So offensively, look, I get Kirk Cousins' fatigue right here. Because he's like, what do I have to do to win games? We're giving up 27 points on the other side. Mm. So that guy right there, they brought him in there, Zadarius Smith, Daniel Hunter, they want closers. All right, defensively, they have to get off the field and win the game. No more of this last-second field goal stuff, and mm-hmm. Kirk Cousins just drives them down for the game-winning uh, drive, touchdown, field goal, and then only to see the defense lose it again. So that's, to me, where I'm at with these Vikings right now. Defense has got to step up. Ed Donatel, they brought you in here. It's up to you. I know they're going to score points. Mm-hmm. I just don't know if they can slow people down. Let's set the table just right with, with that point you just made about the Vikings and the challenges they had in the final two minutes of the mm-hmm. half last season. They they had a very hard time closing games. And I, I got some heat recently because people felt like I put that all on the shoulders of Kirk Cousins because he is the guy out there leading drives. These are games decided wow, by big. one score last season. 14 games. I mean, it's incredible, and a lot of that came down to the two minutes. Now, people were kind of after me about who's making the play call. He's not just, he's not the only one. He is the guy out there throwing the football, but the play calling, it was stale. It also, he has never looked truly comfortable, and this is a defensive error in the final two minutes to lose a game, as to Sean's point, is that the defense, I mean, you know, they, they had to help Kirk Cousins down the stretch. But here's my point. I love the timing of this Jalen Rager trade. Because two weeks ago, Justin Jefferson came out and essentially paid homage to what Kevin O'Connell was able to do in L.A. Essentially like, oh, now I understand why Cooper Cup was a wide receiver mm-hmm. that he was. And this wasn't knock on Cooper Cup. Some people took it that way. No, no, no. I took it more as a compliment to what he was going to be able to do within this offense. So now the offense is settling in. It's preseason. Kirk Cousins. And I swear Kirk Cousins went to Kevin O'Connell and was like, Give me another wide receiver. Like, give me another guy. And I can make it even better. Let's grow. Let's be better. And that's where the Vikings are trending, in my opinion, offensively. And, Peter, I feel like I got backed into a corner here, and I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to show a schedule. I'm not. I'm just going to talk about how they could. No, I'm not going to. No, I didn't ask for it. I didn't ask for it. Schedule hitter with the schedule. Don't do it. No, but the point is they could easily win the NFC. 
But who else do they play? They play the NFC East and the <laughs> AFC East. That very easily could have been the NFC West and the AFC West, but it's not. Bam! There's 17 Digest it. I know. September 1st, Digest, bring it. Take it in. Digest it because there are winnable games here to get into a double-digit winning schedule for the Vikings. You ask if they're contenders. This year is ripe for them, not only from a talent perspective, but from how their division is set up. The NFC in general, who they could have to yeah. go up against in the postseason, it is not the AFC. It, it, they are contenders. They absolutely are contenders. They, they played the Detroit Lions last year in a game, which I think was the last stand for Mike Zimmer. And yes. The Lions came right down the field, and Goff hits Amon Ross St. Brown for the touchdown. And to your point, why can't we close games? Yes. That has to be such a point of emphasis for yes. Kevin O'Connell. You mentioned Ed Donatel, but they've got a young coaching staff outside of that. It's all these young coaches who are really in the first time going into their big spots besides Donatel. And they're a young team, but like there's a veteran presence. When you talk yes. about Zadarius Smith and Kirk Cousins, like Harrison Smith, Hitman Harry, oh he's gosh. still back there. Like they're, they're still Pat veterans. Pete. Kendricks, like there are still guys there. Mm-hmm. This is a team that just beat the Saints in the playoffs a couple years ago mm-hmm. in New Orleans, and a lot of those guys are still there. Mm-hmm. They were talented. They were really talented, but they needed a new direction to go in, and it just feels like they are trending in the right direction. Week 15 against the Colts, though. I mean, that's going to be tough. Like, I, I didn't want to have to throw my straw. It's incredible. Did you see that? Week 15 is going to be a tough one. week and week 7? Cool graphic, Jamie. Early bye week. Early implied, if they're going to be NFC contenders, it implied that you would want to look at the schedule. That is all I'm saying. Take a look at all the teams they play this year. Right. Maybe they Should have a tough, the maybe they have a tough too? road yes. game on their plate. It's time for the lead block. Lead block. Lead block. Lead block. Try to None say something us. poignant and shallow, <laughs> right? To Goonies. But he's heard it for years. I was giving you a lot. All right, we've got 10 days until the reigning AFC champion Bengals kick off their season against the Steelers. And yesterday, Joe Burrow gave a quick assessment of the team's offense. I mean, the sky's the limit for us. It's just... Obviously, stuff to go out and execute on, on Sundays. doesn't matter what we did last year or what we did the year before, how well we played or the numbers we put up. If we don't go out and execute, it doesn't matter. I'd say our skill players, if not the best in the league, they're, they're rivaling every single team in the, in the division, in the league. Um, you know, those guys work really hard to get good at what they do, and you got to pick your poison. If you're going to play too high, you're going to have to deal with Joe Mixon in the run game, and if you decide to play man, then good luck. Well, good luck. Joe Burrow can say things like that, and we believe him after what we saw last season. But a year ago, the Bengals had won just four games in 2020. Maybe not. Let's look ahead now. Which team will have the biggest jump, a la the Bengals, mm-hmm. as of late this season compared to their win total from last season? Because that was a pretty ridiculous and Historic. unexpected jump. Uh, take you behind the scenes here. Uh, if you're watching on Good Morning Football, we do the show three hours a day, five days a week. We do it all off season, and then there is a week next week where we have to make predictions, and it is so much build up and yet so much pressure for us because we really want to be right and we really want to put all the work mm-hmm. to. Mm-hmm. And you got to decide which seven teams are going to the playoffs in one conference, which seven aren't, and then you start looking at team by team by team. It really becomes a passion project. And I don't see any scenario where the Carolina Panthers don't improve greatly. Mm. I think the Carolina Panthers are due for at least a two or three win bump. And I look at them because of what they're getting back at the running back position in Christian McCaffrey, what they're getting back at the cornerback position in J.C. Horn. And the upgrade they're getting at quarterback. I do think Baker is an upgrade from what they've had the last few years, whether it be 
a noble start by Sam Darnold into the Cam Newton thing and then the P.J. Walker at the end. Matt Rule has not had a healthy Christian McCaffrey for a full season yet. We're, fingers crossed, getting that this season. I think J.C. Horn was coming on in those first three games. He's going to have a fantastic year in year two. And I think that now, with, with what they've got on the field, is youth and talent, and then a quarterback who is the undisputed leader, and with Darnold out with injury, is no doubt getting at least four weeks under center before anyone says, well, should we start the other guy? Gosh, I look at Carolina in a, what I say, this is going to come off as very you know, degrading, mm. but it might be a watered-down NFC this year. Like, yeah. I, I, I see the Packers, I see the Buccaneers, I see the Rams. All three of those teams are probably going to the playoffs. I don't know where that fourth power team is. Why not Carolina? I see Carolina, and they, they haven't been great the last few years. I see Carolina at least winning three more games, mm-hmm. maybe four more games, just on the McCaffrey and Horn factor. And then you throw in Baker. Uh, I don't know if Matt Rule can outcoach Sean McVay in a big game. I don't know if Matt Rule can outcoach uh, Matt LaFleur in a big game. I know that Matt Rule can win more mm. regular season games with a healthy team than he did last year. So I'm going to say Panthers. Are can I ask you earlier in the offseason, to your point, we threw out this question of, all right, so Rams, Buccaneers, and Packers, who is that fourth team in the NFC? Right, and you were all mad because we were framing it as the Cowboys. Yeah, and yeah. I don't think it's the Cowboys, but when we threw it out, like, you know what the most popular response was of who the fourth team is? Do you have a guess? Like, who it no. would be? Mm. It's the 49ers. Yeah. Even with Trey Lance, they're just mm. so solid mm. and so well coached, but that's a massive question mark for them. I don't know. I don't yeah. count them in there yet. I don't know. Panthers, I know will be, boom, they will, I think that they'll be a lot closer to 10 wins than what they were last year with six or five. I don't find that egregious what you said, the watered down NFC. I think just they go in ebbs and flows and sometimes one is better than the other. And I think that's just the nature of the NFC this year comparatively to the AFC too. Yeah, some question marks in that division too. You know, I I think uh, for them, they're sitting pretty. So in the spirit of this conversation, like, so, all right, I'm I'm looking at the Bengals, the big jump last year, second-year quarterback, coming off ACL. We didn't – nobody expected the Bengals to have that big leap. So I'm going to go with another second-year quarterback. Give me the Jacksonville Jaguars. Give me Trevor Lawrence Mm. kind of emulating and trying to do what Joe Burrow did in year two. Look, he's not coming off ACL. He's he's got the whole offseason to build this new offense. I can't wait to see. Trevor Lawrence, I thought last year, was the least talked about number one overall pick in the history of number one overall picks. Yeah. Like we, we just were didn't talk about, other about stuff him. Going on in Jacksonville. There was nothing sexy to talk about. Anytime we talk about Jacksonville, it was bad Urban Meyer. It was, it was dysfunction. It was all this stuff. Like, I think he's got a clean slate. He's got a quarterback that played the game. He's got a quarterback that's been to the mountaintop, Doug Peterson. I think that alone right there is instilling all kinds of confidence in not just Trevor, but this entire offense. The weapons that they added, Christian Kirk, Zay Jones, Evan Ingram. I think this offense is going to surprise a lot of people. And I think we saw explosive plays from the Bengals last year that we didn't know we were going to get out of Jamar Chase and T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd. I think we're going to get some of that same production offensively. Doug Peterson, I don't think gets enough credit for how good he is offensively. When when the Eagles won the Super Bowl a couple years ago, they led the league in runs over 10 yards. His run game attack and his run game prowess, I, I think, kind of flies under the radar. So I think that's going to be an added bonus. I think a lot of the credit goes to Frank Reich. Well, Frank Reich as well, right? Yeah. yeah. And, and I mean, Look that coaching doing. staff, it gets kind of. Yeah. I think Travis Etienne is going to benefit from that. I know we talk about him as a receiving running back, but I think him and hopefully if James Robinson can come back healthy. Um, and I didn't even talk about Trayvon Walker. I'll save that for tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> I think regardless of who you attribute that Eagles team to, like Doug Peterson is the steady hand, I think, that Trevor Lawrence needed coming into a second yeah. year. Seven wins for my team is, is hard to make a huge jump. 
upon, but I'm going to go on the Denver Broncos because yeah. they finished seven and ten last year. Um, but most importantly, I don't think they finish fourth in the AFC West, which is what they did last year, and that's where I see their jump coming in. Russell Wilson is a baller quarterback. I mean, he's just going to step into this moment. I know the whole town, you know, people are trying to tamp down expectations, but like, hello, it's reasonable. It's Russell Wilson. Have you seen your wide receivers? Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy are fantastic, and I think their potential is untapped at this point. I know the AFC West is an absolute bear, but to the point where I think some of these teams are going to beat up on each other a little bit, and it's going to allow the Broncos to emerge. I mean, it's Russell Bleepin' Wilson. I think he's going to be fantastic. Yeah, high seven. Let's ride. And I think seven wins is not that far up to go to ten wins. And I think, it, you know, win number-wise, I'm, I'm manipulating the question a bit, but okay. more so fourth in the AFC West. I think I see that being one of the bigger mm-hmm. jumps than any other team that finished last in their division last year. It's this question we can't escape, is that one of those AFC West quarterbacks is not making the playoffs. Yes. One of them has to not make not it. Not true. You, you are can have four. about prediction. What is that? There's wow. now two wild card spots, so you can have four. You think? All four can make it, but no other team, no other divisions can have multiple hmm. It would be highly unlikely. It's never been done. Yeah. yeah. Likely one, if not two, will make yeah. them. So it, one of the questions, before I even get to my, that, that comes up every August and September that I always love is, which is the team that is, is going to go from last to first, which is kind of this repurposing. So let me just whip around. The last place teams in last, in last year in their division, the Seahawks, that would be highly unlikely, but they got a great coach and they got some good players. The Panthers we mentioned. The Lions would be a shock, but who the hell knows? <laughs> The Giants would be a huge shock. But again, new coach. Like, there's, there's wild cards with a lot of those. The Broncos you mentioned. The Jaguars you mentioned. Um, the Ravens are pretty juicy. Ooh. You know, the Ravens were a last-place team. Were they? Yeah. The, the Ravens finished 8-9, and nine, so did the Browns. The Ravens looking last in the, in the AFC North last year. I think they have to be given consideration. Yeah. Now, maybe they only raise it from 8 to 11. Right. But to go from last to first. And then also, the Jets, I think, would be a big shock, especially with Zach Wilson. But as you guys know, like I, I love this post-Bengals era that we're in because it is this hope springs eternal. Anything's mm-hmm. possible. If they did it, you can do it. And we mentioned some of these teams, but this is the list that I've been keeping of the teams that would be the equivalent of what the Bengals are doing last year. In other words, Panthers and Jaguars. If the Chicago Bears were in the NFC title game, let alone the Super Bowl this year, I think it would be reminiscent in a lot of ways of what the Bengals did last year. They have a second-year quarterback like the Bengals did. Same thing with the Texans. Davis Mills in his second year finds the magic. They put it together and then Lions. In other words, these are teams that were really bad last year in one way or another, like the Bengals were, and then somehow came surging back and none of us saw it coming. Oh my gosh, how did we not see that the Texans had all these pieces and love you as old school defense and we're sitting here in January and be like, how did this happen? Mm-hmm. That is the equivalent of what the Bengals did last year. That's my list of teams that could fit that it's role. It's interesting because the Bengals finished 2021 with like two wins out of their last three games and They're they hot. beat the Steelers at, in that big game on a, on a... Who was the quarterback? The quarterback was Allen. It was... It Brandon was not, Allen? Yeah, it was Brandon Allen. Yeah. That's the Lions last year. The uh-huh. Lions won, I think, three of their last five games, yeah, and yeah. they were in it at the end. And like that—that's the similarity there. Detroit would be your team if you're saying who finished and tracked the same way. And there's an institutional prejudice, I think, against the Lions. But there was against the Bengals yes, too. Yes, it's the Bengals. You can't get your act together, and then they're in the Super Bowl. So I think all bets are off. It hmm. is all. There is no team that can't. Jacksonville, Detroit, Chicago. Everyone is in play. Anything's possible. I love it. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. 
So when you finally emerge from the shower, 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all. But I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because it ain't it? <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Ramsey on the play. Look at him. It's Aaron Donald who will get the sack. Fake. Allen. A laser beam. Dawson Knox. Touchdown, Buffalo. Stafford rolling and throwing. Caught. Caught. Touchdown. Look out from behind. Ball is out. Strip sack there by Von Miller. Von Miller won the Super Bowl with each of the two teams in his NFL career. Now looking to do the same with the third team, which is the Buffalo Bills. That was quite the dance out of Von Miller. Time for today's wake-up call presented by Verizon. The Bills take on the Rams one week from today as the 2022 NFL season officially begins. What is the one thing we are all looking forward to the most in week one? Everyone could come up with a hundred different answers on this one, but we had to pick. Peter, what'd you pick? I see Von Miller going up against uh, you know opposing teams, the Buccaneers. That are, Von Miller is going to be playing for the Buffalo Bills against the Rams. I love this week one oh. matchup. I think this kickoff matchup is great. Is really good. And if you remember last year, Kyle, we were talking about during the montage, Cowboys played the Buccaneers, and it was like the great way to start the season. It was an awesome game. Like, mm-hmm. look at Bills Rams. This might be the best game of the season on paper. Defending Super Bowl champion and the team that everyone's picking to win the Super Bowl this year. And it's a new era for NBC, too. Like, Tariko and Collinsworth are in the saddle. Al Michaels no longer there. You've got a different feel to all of it. Thursday night, first game of the season. Like, I don't know what else you can ask for mm-hmm. with the bright lights on and Kelly Clarkson kicking it off or whoever it is doing it now. Is it who sings the opening song? Carrie Underwood. Underwood. I get my American Idol friend uh, yeah. messed up, mm-hmm. but yes, I like. Who's that girl who watches the show? Or? Kelly Pickler. No, no, I'm not, she tweets. Mandisa. Mandisa. Oh yeah. Mandisa is a big fan. We love American Idol and we of course love football, but yeah, I can't wait for this one. I voted for Sanjaya, and I'm into this game too. Yes. I'm with you. That game is going to be pretty cool. Von Miller's going to be standing on the other sideline as they reveal the banner 
right? Mm. The Super Bowl champs, mm-hmm. and he's kind of looking That's over at Bobby Wagner, and he's like, wait, what are you doing in that uniform? So a lot of storylines for that one. Look, I, I think football is all about relationships, right? And the one, one of the words that I keep hearing this morning at the breakfast table, and I heard a lot yesterday, was he's a dog. He's a dog. <laughs> so I'm looking forward to a couple of dogs that were used to be best friends, they got separated, mm. and now they're back together. Give me Derek Carr and Devontae Adams. Mm. The dogs are back. The Fresno State Bulldogs are back right. together. Nice. We've been talking about this all season long. What's the impact going to be? Devontae Adams now is with his BFF. And was there shade towards Aaron Rodgers? Or was there, yeah, hey, you know what, like just a compliment to my boy? I don't know. There's all that other banter. But I know this. The first time that Derek Carr throws the touchdown pass to Devontae Adams, there's going to be an eruption. And it's not just, hey, I threw my first touchdown pass to my new wide receiver. It's, man, it's been a long time since we got to do that. Mm-hmm. Man, I mean, it's 10 years since they did this back at Fresno State. So uh, there, there's a lot of history there. I, I think uh, David Carr is probably the only guy that will be more excited than Derek Carr uh-huh. when he throws that first touchdown pass to Devontae Adams. But no doubt there's going to be a little scrum for that football. Absolutely. There Love is. It. Oh, man, week one. Six sleeps, as they say. One, Six one week sleeps. away. Yes. Uh, I, I'm not sleeping until uh, next Sunday. Um, Charlotte, North Carolina, 1 p.m. Eastern. The Let's Cleveland go. Browns against the Carolina Panthers. This is the one for me. This is it's Baker versus the Browns. I know it's the Panthers, and that's what they're going to say. It's Baker. Now, if you've been following the story, our girl Cynthia Freeland came out and announced that he had made this really uh, R-rated statement about what he wants to do to the Browns. Gets back to Baker, and he says, "It's not what I said. It's not how he phrased it." cares. We know it's how he feels anyway. He didn't have to say it, Baker. He's been misquoted his whole career, right? Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. Anybody, any human being who's gone through what Baker Mayfield's gone through would say and feel exactly that way. It's reminiscent of Steve Smith when he said there's going to be blood and guts on the field yeah. when I played the Panthers. And again, it was the Panthers, and guess, look what happened that day. I just, like, there's a, the, the, the one o'clock window on opening Sunday is Mardi Gras. It is just heaven. It is the, it is like the best three hour period of the year. And it's red zone and it's, it's, it's party and your fantasy and for the first week. But I'm just looking at that game. There's some good ones. Like the Dolphins Patriots is in that window. Uh, I think it's Steelers Bengals is in that window. 49ers yeah. Bears is interesting. 49ers Bears is all kinds of storylines. Baker versus mm-hmm. the Browns. And with due respect to the four o'clock window, it is the press conference that comes after the game when the <laughs> Panthers win and Baker throws three touchdowns that I'm here for. I, I, I'm going to talk about that game every day until then and maybe every day after that for the rest of my life. Yeah, Baker versus the Browns. We have carved out a 17 minute A block for you just on the press conference yes. alone. Shakespearean. Shakespearean, yeah. Um, so. <laughs> Jimmy Garoppolo and Trey Lance, they've received a lot of flowers this offseason just because of the situation that has gone on in San Francisco. And no one has sent more roses to San Francisco than Kyler Murray and Patrick Mahomes because they're like, thank you Mm -hmm. for taking the heat off us so people can stop talking about everything that was going on with us in the offseason. Kyler Murray's like, get off my back. I know I signed a new deal and all you could talk about was with this little clause that went in there about what I do or do not do away from the field and then my nose is in the playbook. Is it not? We're not sure. I got a lot of money. I'm a great quarterback. Patrick Holmes is like, I am a baller. I can do what I want to do without Tyreek Hill. Leave us alone. I cannot wait until these two finally get to play football once again because the heat was taken off in the last couple weeks. Thank you, Jimmy Garoppolo. But these two kind of went through the ringer, I think, this offseason mm-hmm. and with a lot of doubt and a lot of pressure and a lot of naysayers, even though they are fantastic 
and talented. That's not what we were talking about all off season. So the fact that these two get to put on a show in week one, I can't wait. Mm-hmm. I, I, the Kingsbury versus Mahomes is a cool angle too. Mm-hmm. And I, you mentioned that. And I, I, that game is sneaky, maybe the best game of the entire day. And we haven't done a ton of talk. Mm-mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-mm. It's Panthers. It's Panthers. I, I, the no, pa- no the game is whatever. This the press conference. Press conference. Yes. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. Excuse yes. me. Baker coming with a fur coat if he wins, or is Baker coming in with that ratty old white T-shirt like hot. he did last year? No, I think he's going. I think he's a new Baker. I don't think he's. I don't going want a new Baker. Yeah. I like the old angry Baker. Even if he says nothing, it's it's going to be in his eyes, and he's going to have a glint. Like there will be something. Listen, this is the guy that like after the Hugh Jackson thing came out and was looking at him on the sideline, and like this is mm. what makes him go. I, I, this is a guy who's been in massive, massive college football games. He's been in two NFL playoff games, and I think this is one of the biggest games of his life. You, you got to win this game, and you have to play great. I just can't wait. I think it goes even above him. Like, imagine you're, you're Kevin Stefanski on the other side after the Absolutely. game. And Baker goes for 350 and four touchdowns and lights it up, and you're like, yeah, we, we, we gave him away. Like, hey, we, we, we went out to get him. another guy who's not even hey, here. It goes above him. Imagine you're Jimmy Haslam and yeah. you're watching that in the building, mm-hmm. and you're the owner who made the decision and signed off on it. I, I think the entire Browns organization is looking at that game as a must-win. I think it's one of the biggest Browns games in this last decade. I'm not even kidding. Even, even with Brissett on the field and not... Yeah, optics-wise. You, you can't yeah. lose that game to Baker and let him go off on you. Like you, it, it represents so much more in the mm-hmm. decisions you made and the direction you're going... They haven't been in a lot of big games in the last decade. This is one yeah. of them. And they have not won a lot of week one games. Is that right? In their history. No, there was like a track record. They lost like nine straight week one games right. in their franchise history in yeah. the early 2000s. So, uh, yeah, I agree. This is a huge game for the Browns in week one, and they don't even have their true it, number one quarterback. Yeah, it was a potluck of week one storylines that you just <laughs> – so you can't go wrong. Um, you should tweet at us which ones you think because yeah. I'm sure we missed a couple because – Cardinals Chiefs sounds great, Jamie. Uh, yeah, exactly. That's a, that's a great know, game. Yeah. Hey, Ravens Jets. <laughs> Joe Flacco is full Yeah, of yes, like yeah. Joe Flacco. Sean. And then he can show his kids that he – is good at being a quarterback, all right? You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have ticked it off? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard, and then on I'm top of that. Like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what so, I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because it ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Live Nation presents Concert Week. 
Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash ConcertWeek to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Hey, guys, it's me, Adam Rank. You never know quite what you're going to get. To at or not to at. I hear you fancy yourself a fantasy enthusiast. Ready to get your lineup pumped up? Yeah, they'll, they'll crush it for you. Trust me. What, what? Good luck to you. Don't at me. Make sure. He is in your lineup. What if I told you that's the most trusted voice in fantasy football? It's a fact, and we have a school of fantasy because summer's come to an end. Back to school sales, uh, new clothes, get yourself a new trapper keeper. Uh, school's officially about to be back in session. So Principal Rank is here to give us his fantasy study guide to help prepare us for the first big test in week one. Hello, Principal Rank. How are you? Hello. Thank you very much. I will just let you know that our commissary does not serve meatloaf by any stretch of the imagination at all. You can take that to Emory if you want to go have meatloaf. (laughs) Emory, of course, the alma mater of what looks like your PE instructor over your right shoulder. There's Sean doing the rings. Uh, Principal Rank, we have so much to get to. It's a very serious segment. A great student in your institution, of course, is a well-rounded student, someone who can do it all. Tell us which dual threat player hasn't been talked about enough headed into fantasy drafts this fall. How is Aaron Jones continuing to slip to the second round, it amazes me. There are nearly 200 targets available in Green Bay this season with Devontae Adams out there in Las Vegas. And you look at guys like Alan Lazard and some of these rookies, and I laugh. Ha! I laugh because it's going to be Aaron Jones who ends up as the target leader. 60 targets in each of the last two, three seasons, excuse me. He's averaged over 22 fantasy points per game when Devontae Adams has not been there since 2017. He should be a first-rounder. I'm loving this. You are amazing, Adam. We love having you on the show. I mean, Professor Rank, I apologize. Class rankings are very important, especially when you're trying Mm. to get to the next level. But so are fantasy rankings. May I ask Mm. you, my dear prof, which player do you believe is ranked too low right now on fantasy draft boards? Oh, Travis Etienne is very low. His scores were off the charts. He had a 99 overall draft score according to Next Gen Stats last season. And still, people do not want to to draft him. He had 13 rushing touchdowns in each of his four seasons at Clemson and had close to 50 catches during his final year playing with the man who will be throwing him the football this season Trevor Lawrence, it seems like a great omission to leave him off your draft boards. When you're doing your tiers, he is no safety school, Peter. No, he should be one of your top choices. So make sure Travis Etienne is on your list, your short list of running backs to take this season. Principal Rank, this must be a really stressful time for you. Uh, Teacher Mm. assignments are coming out. Parents are leaving voicemails, nasty emails. We want to reassign our students to various classes. You have to have faith in all the teachers, kind of like a star quarterback. You take a guy guy (laughs) late in your draft. He's the most popular kid in school, but then you need your backup. 
you got to give those yes. teachers, the backup teachers, a chance. Which quarterback do you draft late in the round that could potentially become your favorite, your starter at some point that season? Oh, I love Malik Willis this season. The guy who's in the background but ends up stealing the captain's girlfriend, much like David Green in school ties. But you look at Malik Willis, a dual threat player who during the preseason has gone out there and shown just how well he can play. And then you think about Ryan Tannehill, a man who was the big man on campus just a few years ago, but still a little bit of the luster has fallen off last season. We saw when he was out there Without Derrick Henry, he seems sort of ordinary, like somebody from Bucknell University, not from the prestigious American University. That's why Malik Willis is somebody that we need to sneak into our drafts. When you have that last pick and you're filling out that final roster spot, Jamie, pick Malik Willis. You will thank me later like those who have enrolled in our courses over the years. Uh, Principal Rank, so much excitement and the the dawn of a new year at school. But listen, nothing strikes a frenzy amongst the student body like a surprise pop quiz on the first Mm. week. Every fantasy owner likes a surprise star on the roster, however. So do you have a player who could be a surprise fantasy star in 2022? Well, Sean, I'm going to use this opportunity to take a a victory lap on Damian Pierce because anybody – who enrolled in summer school at the at the school of fantasy? What is that, the name of this segment? The school of rank. You knew that Damian Pierce was going to end. Stop it, Peter. We knew that he was going to end up the starting running back. Sixteen touchdowns at a timeshare com- committee last year in Gainesville. Gainesville. Uh, we love to talk mm-hmm. about Gainesville here, but. He is going to be the number one running back. Although I do fear, Sean, perhaps the price is being driven a bit up, much like the prices at Rutgers. Is this, is this the, are we paying? Are we getting what we pay for here? Because it's a, it's a t- <laughs> tough touch go. And when Rex Burkhead's out there stealing touchdown passes, then week one will all be upset. But Damian Pierce is somebody to keep an eye on. So let's take a look. At your full list here, Principal Rank, before we um, break down your accent. But first, um, don't here we go. get Walk us on me about my fourth. accent. I started off as a Jeremy Piven, tried to pivot to Mr. Gilmore, and somehow ended up here. Don't act. Don't question the process. Just look at the results. I've seen. We've seen so many of these segments. I think you borrowed your James Bond accent for the principal, which I love. Maybe you're also thrown off because there's Renaissance Fair music playing, but yeah. there's is all sorts piven, of elements. Piven in old school? Is that what the... Maybe is that what the PC, absolutely. Oh. It's, it's, yeah. it's, stomach is it's kind of like the seafood... It's the seafood stew yeah. of accents and music <laughs> and graphics. What do we got in the back? Throw it all in here at once. <laughs> all right, well, hold on. We got also the, a chunky part of that stew is this beefy take that you had earlier. We referenced this, Adam. You were talking tight ends in fantasy, and everyone's oh. doing backflips for Kelsey, but you say Dalton Schultz of the Cowboys is going to outscore Travis Kelsey this season. Uh, Principal Rank, uh, back this up. What do you think? You know, people think this is so unheard of. Last year, Dalton Schultz, tight end three in fantasy football, five receptions in ten games, tied for third amongst tight ends. He scored at least nine fantasy points in 13 of 17 games last year. We expect him to take a step forward with so many guys who have left from the Cowboys' pass-catching room. And Travis Kelsey might regress just a touch. 
just a touch that'll allow Dalton Schultz. And by the way, you get him in the seventh round. Kelsey's going in the second. I would read the bump, but I don't see it yet. That's a legend right there. And I love the David Green reference. We'll see you next week, Principal Rank. We can't wait to see what that holds for us. You're the best. Fantasy Draft Week. Can't have it without Rank. Thanks, Adam. Breaking news out of Mile High, and our Ian Rappaport is all over it. The Broncos and Russell Wilson have agreed to terms five years, $245 million massive extension. He gets $165 million of that guaranteed. He's locked in. Ian would continue to tweet that the plan was for the new owners, for the Broncos to come in and weigh in on this situation, understand the cap, move quickly. Now they have. And he also said that Aaron Rodgers set the market at $50 million, and now Russell comes in right under that for this season. Yeah, and it's great, and I think the new ownership is important. They brought in the new owners. Obviously, there's a new brass in town, and it didn't take long for Russell Wilson to get his deal. I think that was kind of the expectation. Let us get settled with our new ownership group. We have, obviously, the GM, George Payton, who went and made this big swing for Russell. He's 33 years old. I have every expectation he's going to make it to 38 in the NFL and still be the quarterback. Broncos fans should be doing flips right now. At least you know who your quarterback is. After the last seven years of rotating door, this is it, and he's a superstar. Um, I think it's deserved, and I also think the Seahawks probably weren't looking to pay him with what they're going through in their roster, so everyone makes out in this one. I mean, it's as close to a sure thing as you can get. You have Russell Wilson. He's not going to be bad. He's not going to be average. He's going to be Russell Wilson. The money is what the money is. They paid him. Security. Lock it up. I, I mean, I do think it's interesting if, if you do the ripple effect to Baltimore and, like, Lamar, and I would say Lamar and his agent, but he doesn't have one, are sitting here saying, okay, this is interesting numbers, and I don't know, maybe this is more palatable, and maybe this cleanses the waters a little bit after the ridiculous Deshaun Watson contract for 50 different reasons. If I'm Lamar, I'm saying maybe we can get business now. I have a comp, and and maybe the Ravens say maybe this is a more appropriate comp. Look what Russell's doing. Maybe this is what we're doing. So, Russell's Russell. is going to be great in Denver, and they paid him. Let's see what the ripple effects of this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think the pressure, too, comes now. I mean, look, we, we knew Russell had to deliver, but now all of a sudden it's like, all right, hey, we're paying you Just top like, dollar, too, so you you better deliver. And we were already talking about how this division, we're not really sure how it's going to all shake up. So uh, for Russell, I know he's probably he's probably embracing the, the, the change and the pressure and all that. But, um, you know, I, I think for, for Denver, it, it, it gives them clarity over the next five years, like you said. So for them, cost certainty at the most premium position. You know, that, that, that helps you do business down the road. I love it. This, I mean, this guy is a class act in everything that he does. We saw how he went about his business when he was in Seattle, and the Seahawks didn't want to go that direction with him, and that's fine. And the Broncos absolutely jumped on this opportunity. And it, it's one of these contracts now that we, you, you see the number, you ingest it, and you're like, this feels appropriate. This feels like it was the right situation at the right time. It didn't make us jump out of fall of our chairs. No. Like, what do you mean? They did what? It's like he... He is who he said, and he has shown us he was, and that he is now going to have that future more in Denver. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower, 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Live Nation presents Concert Week. 
Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.